Hello, and welcome to episode 64 of the Star Bros Podcast. Whoever thought we'd get this far? I think you say that every episode. <laughs> I do. Um, I'm joined by my bro host, Ben Skywalker. I'm joined by my bro host, Jan Solo. And I'm I'm at your place for the first time yeah, in a while. Yeah, welcome for those that are joining us on YouTube uh, to, uh, what is it, Star Bros Studio West. Yes. Is that what we decided to, to name it? That's what we're calling it. Okay. Also known as Ben's house. Yes. <laughs> Lovely to be here on Friday the 13th. I know. Very spoopy. Very spoopy. I think Susan used that word yeah. earlier this week. Cool. I can't remember why. Oh, because she was watching Wednesday. That's a spoopy show. I haven't seen the show. Have you? I've seen it. I loved it. You did? Yeah. All right. So I'm the one that's uh, missing out. One of my favorite shows of all of last year. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Maybe I, I should give this a shot. I, this is not a Wednesday podcast, but I heard that they're going to do a season two. I've heard that too. Uh, cool. Yeah. I should probably watch season one. <laughs> Check it out. I, I'm just I, not, I'm not much of a scary person, like a scary no. show, but I, I heard it's, it's kind of, it's just got a little bit of like scary vibes, but not like, it's not horror. It's not like, it's not trying I, to scare you. So yeah, I, I'm not into that at all. I'm not yeah. into horror. Yeah. Um, if you're into that, that's cool. Kevin Scott loves horror. It, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he's one of our favorite comic book writers slash writers in general. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's totally cool. If that's your thing, not our thing, not ours, but, but it, it happens to be Friday the 13th. Yeah. On a dark, cold night <laughs> here in Starborough Studio West. Yep. And uh, I wish that, you know, I really wish we might have to figure out how to arrange the room um, because I feel like, you know, I've got this whole like Star Wars setup in this room, but it's all on that wall. <laughs> so like our, our, our viewers are getting the other sides of me right now, which is I like to play the ukulele mm-hmm. and I like hockey. Well, I guess you can't see it early in the picture over there, but most of like the Star Wars stuff is over there or against that wall. So we might have to figure out a way to make, make it really cool for, for viewers to see just how nerdy I can be. We're working on it. <laughs> we're, we're only 64 episodes in, so we're Holy still kind of on. getting our feet under us. We're getting the hang of things. We're going to be, at, we're at two and a half years. We're going to be at three years I doing know. this. I know. In just a matter of, of months. In a matter of months. And right before we hit the three year, I think this is particularly exciting. We're going to have the Return of the Jedi 40th anniversary to celebrate. I know. There's so much to look forward to. Mandalorian season three. Yes. The, uh, yes. You just mentioned the Return, uh, Return of the Jedi. Uh, there's, there's just a lot. And then Ahsoka eventually. It's going to be a great 2023. And guess what? I think we can finally say the pandemic's over. I heard that like a really head high up person and uh u.s government is leaving his post because he's like the pandemic's over so it's like is that the official news <laughs> like it's, it's <laughs> funny you say that because philadelphia public schools just went back to masks oh really mm-hmm. oh my gosh so it's not over it's, well i don't know oh my gosh i, I don't I, know i'm not an expert i don't want to hear knock on wood this is what i can knock on that yeah <laughs> um, but it, it feels like it feels way different than yeah. 2020, 2021 when we first started. And this mm-hmm. was like one of the only times that we would leave the house was when we were recording a podcast. It was for the longest time. It was what got us a little bit of like normalcy in life. Just a taste of it. Yep. Yep. But uh, here we are three years later, still Spoiled. doing this thing. Boiled. I leave the house all the time now. I know it's, it's, uh, it's terrible. <laughs> and I get sick all the time it now because just, of it. <laughs> it would be fun to do it with somebody else. How, are, how, how have you been the last two weeks since I've seen you? Oh, pretty good, fun? man. Pretty good, man. Um, <laughs> you know, my dad's in town. Yeah. Um, that's fun. And I brought over some candy. My dad is visiting from the old country, Poland. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we, we had some delicious Polish candy yes, before we start tonight, some, which some means for the first time for me. Yeah. Cool. 
which means we'll have a terrific sugar crash at some point. <laughs> You're going to be yawning by about the 30 minute mark. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so if the episode starts to drag a little bit, that, that kind of explains it. Yes. Um, well, I'm glad, I'm glad that he's visiting. Hopefully. Yeah. You're having a good time. Thank you for taking some time out to come and talk Star sure. Wars with me. Oh, my pleasure. My should, pleasure. Should we start talking Star Wars? Let's do that. Yeah. Well, how do we, I don't, like, I should know how we start this thing, right? <laughs> that look of just like, you're dumb. Don't act dumb. Um, yeah. We start that with uh, our first segment, news from across the galaxy. <laughs> oh, I, I had to get on. on there, the was there ones. two people that fell? <laughs> No, I think that was just a. Never mind. I just thought of something a little bit. Fair enough. Gross. I Carry on. Say. <laughs> Splat. Um, news. What do we got in news this week? We well, we got Bad Batch. We got Bad Batch. We're the now we're, we're now three episodes into Bad Batch. I'm glad that they did the um the two episodes at once that release week. That seems to be a theme. What's that? Where, where when you release a new something, you drop two episodes. Yeah. Or in the case of Andor, didn't they drop three? <laughs> Mm, I don't remember. It's it's funny how soon you forget. They dropped multiple. I think it was three. I think it was. And then Obi Wan. How soon you forget? Yeah. yeah. Obi Wan. They did a couple. Yep. Yeah. That's right. Maybe Mando. They'll do a couple. I don't know because that was that's not one that like has to be promoted. You know, like no. it promotes itself by now. But by now, I think you're right. Um, but I, I'll, I mean, I'll wish for that. Yeah, I'll, I'll take nice. I'll take a a double dose of whatever show you're giving me. But so. even then, like. This one was supposed to kind of come in doses or in at least a, a duo because the first episode oh, blah, blah, blah. the first episode was called Spoils of War mm -hmm. and then it was followed up with the second episode Ruins of War mm -hmm. which was a before watching and, and clicking play I, I looked at both of those titles and I'm like okay so the first one's going to you know really you know everything's going to go really well for the bad batch and the next one's going to juxtapose that but it ended up kind of just bleeding together into the same episode and it, and it was shown like Basically, the a mission gone awry. Yeah, right? it, it did feel like an hour long episode. Yeah, it just happened to be broken up into into two pieces. But um, yeah. I, I I enjoyed it. Yep, it was kind of cool. If I, I remember hearing, oh well, you know, uh, uh, Omega is going to be older, and I like, is she going to be a grown up, whatever? But she's still a little kid. She just had a different hairdo. It's a different hairdo. So they're still they're still the dad batch. Mm -hmm. They're still kind of raising <laughs> Omega. Uh, I like the heisty angle. Yes. That seems to always be a hit in Star yeah. Wars, whether it's Solo or whatever else, or the recent season of Andor. They're getting good at telling these heist stories. Yes. I just got this feeling throughout it where it just felt like we just started off where we where we ended the last. Like, there was nothing too, like, in your face, abrupt, different about this. It was like, we're just going to do another heist. Yeah. We're just going to do another mission. That's it. Yeah. Um, and that felt that it felt a little off at first, but I kind of liked it too because I don't know. It's, it's like every new season has to make a really big deal, a really big splash at the beginning to get you hooked. And I was like, no, we're just we're going to keep doing the missions. Now there are a few things that were different. This was a a very big mission, one that if they pulled it off, they would have uh, been able to enjoy a nice retirement mm -hmm. and you know just lay back and relax a little bit. And you know we learned by the second episode it didn't go too well. Um, that you know they were uh unable to fulfill the mission we still haven't seen the aftermath of that too mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but um you know it, it was uh I, I guess a little bit different in that sense and then it brought the nice surprise of um taking us back to sereno and showing us count dooku's lair which yeah. a lot of people were excited about yeah that was pretty cool so two two thoughts about that 
it's interesting how much play Count Dooku is getting recently. Yeah. With Tales of the Jedi. Yep. He's not necessarily featured in this, but his story is. And the other the other thing that jumps out at me from all this is just kind of how bittersweet and sad it is. How so? That they have to kind of keep heisting. And at first oh. it was like we kind of have to pay our bills and pay off our debt. And yeah, they had nowhere better to go, nothing to do, no, no cent to their name. Yeah. No credit to their name, I should say. And, and now the story is kind of shifting to like, look, the clock's ticking. Yeah. You got to find a way to be able to basically buy your retirement where things could get really nasty or, you know, worse off. And, and uh, Sid kind of refers to this. Eventually, you're not going to be able to do this anymore and you're going to have to pick a side. Yeah. And that was the more scary reality of it, that this is not going to be something they can do forever. Yeah. You know, and so they're probably going to have to call up, you know, uh, Rex and say, hey, we're ready to join the rebellion and mm-hmm. whatever that means. So mm-hmm. um, we'll see where that ends up taking them. So yeah. first two episodes were really good. There were uh, a couple of things that one thing I didn't love. Um, the crabs. <laughs> excuse me. Oh, the crabs. Cool. I'm fine with crabs. Um, if they were spiders, then our good friend Chris probably wouldn't have been able yeah, to watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, the crabs were fine; they were cool. And Omega was like, just, just like, just a legit like soldier by this point. You yeah. know, like she she looked like she knew what she was doing, could carry her own and stuff. Um, but what I, I kind of thought about and had to noodle on a bit was um, Count, the way that Count Dooku was portrayed as being a pillager. And I've talked about this in a few places, like, uh, and I think Dan even talked about this. Um, on what the kinds channel. of places, like in elevators um, with strangers? Wait, what? You said you've talked about this in a few places. Oh, like on the channel. Oh, okay. I thought, you meant, I thought you meant just like in line at the deli. Oh, no, no. yeah. I'll just randomly be like, hey, did you watch that Bad Batch? What do you think of the way that Count Dooku was portrayed? <laughs> no. I'm just trying to get some cheese, man. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, I just want a hoagie. Uh, want my Philly cheesesteak. Yes. That's right. Um, anyway, no. The way that he was portrayed as being a pillager was a, a bit out of character for me because i guess i just thought of him as this uh uh you know i political idealist like the the term that uh that is used that's the way i i see of him not somebody that goes around to planets and and steals all their gold and all their credits and you know hoards them all yeah and and to me it's like to what end right for 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 what yeah like he didn't do anything with them right it just piled up yeah he just and he's kind of he's like like the of war yeah like smog yeah that's exactly right (laughs) just heaps and heaps of treasure but just kind of like coveting it and protecting it and yeah okay but the way i reconciled it in my mind was that uh maybe that was part of like palpatine's bidding and and he just did what his master told him to do definitely could have been that and so that's that's how i reconciled it. it it didn't feel as much a character not that it's like it ruins anything for me it was just odd and then I had to kind of figure out how it worked. And that's, yeah. that's what I came to. So okay. um, then we got to the third episode, which was uh, the solitary clone. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were like, oh man, I wish we were able to get uh crosshair back. Well, we got them in this one. And that was, that was a fantastic episode. Um, another surprise was commander Cody coming back, uh, which oh. is the, the, I haven't seen it yet. Yes, I know. I'm spoiling for you. Spoiler <laughs> alert for everybody else. And you know what? Spoiler alert for you too, I guess. <laughs> Real time spoilers. Yeah. But no, I mean, it's not too big, but just like Commander Cody, Cody is in it. Yeah. Um, 
and they address this idea of clones going AWOL, which is kind of new. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we we kind of th- just thought that because the inhibitor trip, uh, yeah, they couldn't make these kind of decisions for themselves. So it turns out they can still. And mm. some are choosing to leave, hmm. uh, which is ironic and weird. So it, it, it plants that seed and it gives us a really cool episode. Um, anyway, I won't spoil anything but else for you. What is Go this, watch it. <laughs> I, I will. What is this run, by the way? Is it 15 episodes? 16, I think. 16. Yeah. Okay, cool. So we, we're going to have this for a few months. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. One a week. It's going to be great. Wow. wow. Um. Anyway, that's the big piece of news. What mm-hmm. else? Oh, well, we just found one right before we turned the mics on. Yeah, we did. Which is a happy piece of news, which is that 90-year-old John Williams. I know the guy. It, personally? No. 90-year-old John Williams is going to Just ignore me and move on. continue writing scores for movies. Excuse me. During the pandemic, he announced his retirement. Yep, I remember that. And sad. Very sad, bittersweet, because he's given us a lot. But at the same time, that's what he wants to do. Um, the man is 90. He should be able to enjoy his retirement. Most people retire 30 years prior to that, you know? <laughs> he, he, I think, loves what he's done and what he will continue to do because he's not going to be retiring. The, the fact that he has that mental acuity still to write music. Oh yeah. Not just like, you know, occasionally write a book and I'm not saying like writing a book is easy compared to writing music, but I definitely put writing music as like a very, you know, very technical skill set. Yeah. And to be able to carry that all the way through to this age, like that's, a, that's impressive. Right. And like, and like all consuming, like you must have to be like totally in it. And really focused on it. You can't write music while you're like folding the laundry necessarily. Right, like, right. You got to be I mean, really. Maybe in... he could. Maybe he could. Um, He's probably coming up with the ditty every time he does it. Perhaps. <laughs> but do you remember during the pandemic, there was that article about him? They, they did a, a piece in the New York Times um, where they interviewed him and they said, how have you been spending the lockdown time or whatever? And he, oh, said, yeah. he said he's been writing music every day and yeah. he loves it. But he wants to retire from doing scores because he says it takes like six months to do a score for a movie. And he said, I'm 90. That's a lot of time when you're 90. Yeah. (laughs) But apparently what happened was Steven Spielberg, with whom I looked it up, he's done 29 movies with Steven Spielberg alone. And Spielberg came to him and said, I'm going to keep making movies. Let's keep working together. And Mm. apparently John Williams just loves collaborating with Spielberg and said, can't okay. say, I can't say no. <laughs> you don't say no to Spielberg is my guess. Yeah. So I, I think this summer, the, the what's probably going to be the final Indiana Jones movie comes out. Right. Some of us expected that to be the final score, but who knows? This means that maybe John Williams will do take a Waititi's movie, a star Wars movie, <laughs> just like, throwing it out there. Wouldn't that be, that would be wild. I, I wonder how he would adapt his movie to do uh, a score, you know? It'd be weird. It'd just be weird. Could be fantastic. You'd have to throw some Guns and Roses references in there or something like that. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it, like, it, it could be wild. Whatever genre that Tyke is picking out today. Yeah. That's cool. What a blessing for, you know, whatever movie he ends up doing. Yeah. Um, Star Wars would be awesome. Would be awesome, but... <clears throat> I'm just glad that somebody that creative feels like they've got a little bit more juice left and they want to share it with the world. Yes. Same. Uh, One more piece of news and then we can move on. Very small tidbit. Uh, And this will become irrelevant in just a couple of days. We'll talk about this in the next time. We have news, apparently. Um, Mandalorian season three trailer. 
will be coming out on Monday. What is that day? Uh, today's the 13th. So what is that? 16th? 16th. Uh, during Monday Night Football halftime. Oh. So and it's a playoff game. So, you know, going to have a lot of viewers. And, you know, this is Disney on ESPN trying to maximize all of its channels for marketing. And uh, going to throw the Mandalorian yep. Season 3 trailer out there. Okay. That's, that's the... Uh, and it's not apparently a rumor. It's like in their media package is oh, where it was confirmed. Okay, so, so that's confirmed. That That's legit. It seems legit. Let's all just make sure it is. But all right. something to look forward to if you want to know. And this is not this, like the last one we got was the teaser, teaser trailer. This is like the one where they give you a bit more about the plot, right? Ooh, this yeah, is yeah, like yeah. the theatrical trailer, right? Okay. So we should be getting a lot in this one. Oh, I'm guess. pumped. So. Get excited. I'm, I'm wondering, so the Super Bowl is not that far away. Like what, four weeks? Like, I think less. I think, isn't it two weeks-ish? I don't know. I don't follow enough. But usually they have a bye week in there. Like, this is like the bye week. So it, it would be like a month, maybe. I'm going to guess it's, right. yeah, because it's usually in February, beginning, middle. Okay. Yeah, so. I wonder if we'll get anything Star Warsy then. What else is supposed to come out this year? Ahsoka? I don't know if they do a Super Bowl ad for that. Yeah, and if it's ready. I mean, it's gonna. it's probably close. Hmm. I don't know. Let's not hold our breath, but. Okay. <laughs> Is that it for the news? That's it for the news. Okay. Do you want to go to our next segment? Yeah. That's you. That's me? That's you. <clears throat> 64. More to the story. Dun, dun, dun. Dun. This week. That was my ditty. I like it. Not John Williams like. This week. So last <clears throat> time we talked about death. <laughs> Thank you to everybody who checked in to make sure that we're okay. From one taboo time. <laughs> did anyone check in on you? Because nobody checked in on me. No, I was just saying that to make it seem like we have friends. <laughs> uh, Last time we talked about death. From one taboo topic to the next. This time we're talking <laughs> about religion. Yes. In Star Wars. <laughs> everyone is comfortable talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just amazing how we pick these topics sometimes, yeah. right? Yeah. What are we talking about next time? Uh, stormtroopers. Okay. See, that's fine. Yeah. Like that's what you're not going to start any fights at Thanksgiving next year talking about. I listened to the Star Bros episode about stormtroopers. It's going to be fine. Did they talk about how they can't shoot? Yes. That offends me. <laughs> As a former tr- stormtrooper myself. Um, no, we're going to talk about religion, but but more specifically, the religions in Star Wars. Oh, and and maybe we should just say like religious observances, um, oh, and how they do connect to religions of our own oh planet called mm-hmm. Earth. Mm-hmm. Oh, so <laughs> where do you want to start with this one? You are the one that have been coming up with some of our topics and titles. We should say like Yawn, Yawn here, guys is is taking on the dad jokes. It's impressive. It's kind of you to say. <laughs> Is it? What's this one called? Um, I find your lack of faith podcast worthy. Brilliant. That was a collaboration, though. <laughs> it was, but you came up, you reminded me of the line. Yeah. Where do we start? Good question. So when we were kind of, we, so we were texting all morning about this. Yeah, I woke up to text from you at like 6.30. You were going. I was I was excited. Yeah. Um, this must have been like shower time thoughts that came out. Was that accurate? I, I've just been kind of thinking about this on and off. You shower, right? Yes, <laughs> I think I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it for a couple of days, and I think there's a few different angles that we can kind of go at it from. But we were talking about how there are different belief systems. Yep. In Star Wars, one of the big ones that 
are as sort of like two ends of a spectrum are the Jedi and the Sith. Yeah. And I don't think people necessarily think of those belief systems as being religious. But they are. They are. They I, have observances. They have customs. They have, uh, you know, what's some of the uh, words? They have faith. They have faith, exactly. And they believe in something. Yes. Um, in a higher power. And this higher power is the force, yeah. right? Um, you know, and the way they kind of talk about it is as as if it's something that, you know, is greater than themselves and it's something that they can tap into. They've mm -hmm. learned how to tap into, but um, that is still mysterious that it has a will too, right? Which is very much like, I mean, it's very much like a deity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, the way that it's made to sound. Uh, so it, it isn't kind of given that same, um, uh, you know, that same regard, I would say, mm -hmm. but the fact that they're trying to learn what the will of the force is and follow it, mm -hmm. you know, is, is very indicative of how a lot of people today follow a, a deity. I, th I think that's spot on. So we talked a little bit about belief systems and there are, the closer you look at Star Wars, the more belief systems there are. The Gungans have a faith. The Ewoks have religious type of observances. There are different practices that are rooted in faith that are adopted across the galaxy. We were texting about Life Day today, for example. Like, yeah, that's a Wookiee religious ceremony. Yeah. Life Day. It's a religious holiday, but it is adopted by different beings all across the galaxy. So there's a, a few different kind of things that started to make us think, wow, there's really something here. But I thought maybe we could start by talking about the intersection between our world and a galaxy far, far away. Got a lot of notes on that. <laughs> well, I'm going to take it to a fun place first, which okay. is the, the religion of Jediism. Okay. <laughs> Am I, wait, was I allowed to, is that the kind of, like, what kind of fun are we talking about? We're, we're, we're going to talk a I'm little kidding. bit about the story of Jediism. Yeah. And a lot of it seems to go back to, in 2001, there was a global email campaign to get people to put Jediism as their faith <clears throat> when asked by their government in a census. What government was this? They, they were trying to do it globally. Oh, oh, globally. Okay. So there are countries all over the world do some version of a census. Some do it five years, some do it 10 years. Like in the United States, we do it once every 10. But there was this push to say, hey, put... put My, the, say, your, say that your faith is Jediism. Yes. That you believe in being a Jedi. Yes. Okay seems like a lot of stuff kind of stems back to that point. And, and that's where I think it came into the consciousness of a lot of people of like, oh, I, I feel like I've never necessarily fit anywhere. Mm -hmm. And maybe this is a fun thing. It was dismissed largely, like as uh, people are just jokesters, kind of like how in 2016, I think in, in the US, Harambe got like 30,000 votes for president. Because here in the U.S., you can you can write you can in. write in on the ballot. Yeah. <laughs> so Harambe, the rest was, in peace. Was that more than Bart Simpson? I don't know. Because usually that one gets that that's one that gets a bunch of votes every year. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. Let, let's go. Let's go to the U.K. in 2001. OK. And something special happens then. <laughs> OK. A guy named Daniel Jones and everything I read refers to Daniel Jones and his brother Barney. <laughs> <laughs> okay 
I'm guessing he really has a brother brother named Barney then. Yeah, and right? I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure they're lovely guys, but it it's just uh Bar- Barney seems like such a great sidekick name. I mean, it's it's just a lot has happened to that name ever since uh a purple dinosaur bore that name. Yes. Right? That's yeah. That's what happened. But um Daniel Jones and his brother Barney, who I think are who I think are Welsh, are in the UK and Daniel gets this idea with his brother why don't we form a church of Jediism? Get the tax breaks, whatever else goes with it. <laughs> He's 23 at the time. Okay. He's a young man. Which makes him probably be 44 now. That Your math checks out. Okay. <laughs> He's 23 at the time. So when you're 23, you do fun stuff. And sometimes you do silly stuff. And I, I thought that's what it was until I read... In 2009, Daniel was ejected from a grocery store for refusing to take his hood down. Oh, gosh. His Jedi robe? (laughs) Yes. Okay. He, I think, tried to file a lawsuit against the grocery store chain because... Religious practices. It was a religious practice. Okay. The general manager of that particular grocery store said he's not banned jedi are not banned he threw it back at him and said if obi-wan if yoda if another jedi came in here today i believe that they would take their hood down because that's our policy and you don't really see those guys with their hoods up no you don't and he said you know know who has their hood up only when they're exiting ships yes (laughs) yeah it's drafty or whatever yeah but the the store manager said palpatine has his hood up Palpatine's not a Jedi. Right. And so I think he was sort of like, if you were a real Jedi, Daniel Jones and Barney. <laughs> oh my gosh. You would have taken your hood down. And Barney. Both of them were doing this? It was just Daniel. That's funny. But that that <laughs> happened that happened eight years later. Okay. So he was con- he stuck with it. He he was a believer. There was a YouTube video of him on like Good Morning. No, it wasn't Good Morning America. It was maybe the British version of that show. And the the guy was basically ripping into him. The the uh, the, the host, the host, yeah, okay. was like, okay, uh, but like, listen, a lot of religions are based off of a belief of a like of a higher power. Mm-hmm. Your belief is in something that was made by a man who was writing a a movie. Like, it's not based on something that's real. It's based off pop culture. Yeah, it's it's more of a, it's more of a practice. Like I was looking at, like yeah, it, they, it's more of a way of life. Yes, they try right? to follow the Jedi code. They're very they're, charitable. Yeah, there's nothing bad in there. It's no, just no. Sort, of, sort of a way of of acting, a way of being. And I think that's where the host also went. It was like, yeah, but there's also a lot. Like those are principles that are also taught in a lot of other faiths. Like, yeah. so what? Why? So why found it specifically on? Jedi is on on being a Jedi and things yeah. like that. So all valid points on both sides. <laughs> sure. Yeah. One other fun fact about real world Jediism. In 2005, in the United States, the Temple of the Jedi Order got its IRS tax exemption. No way. Yes. <laughs> and you know where it started? This surprised me a little bit. Don't say Philadelphia. No. Where? Texas. Really? Uh, that's not too surprising. Actually, you know what? Maybe it is because it's just they would they break off from like Christianity? Oh, very surprising. Yeah. 
Okay, cool. So th- those are some real world intersections with our faith, but uh, or w- with the faiths of the galaxy. Well, you mentioned like some commonalities between uh, the Jedi and other faiths. Mm-hmm. I wrote down a whole list of some some common uh, threads. Okay, um, and and it spans a lot of different religions. There's a lot of people who uh, are Christians, me being one, who gosh, I, I've you know sat in church and I've heard a lot of people use examples from Star Wars as more of as like a tongue in cheek joke, mm-hmm. just just to like throw out some kind of like may the force be with you reference and everyone go ha 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 yeah that's that's funny but but there's a there's enough commonalities to the, at least some of the principles taught where yeah people in, in church ours and other faiths kind of pull from them which is i find really cool and refreshing when you can it's say really like cool. here's something from the world that teaches something good and you know we're gonna teach it here too and draw parallels between them Cool. But either way, um, I mean, I thought of all the parallels. And I mean, the most obvious one, when people usually talk about like the will of the force, like in Christianity, there's the Holy Ghost, which, you know, you you listen to and try to understand its will. It's it's kind of the way to, um, you know, to commune with uh, with God. And so, uh, you know, a lot of people hear that and and the force and like, hey, there's some parallels there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, another one I thought was interesting was. Uh, the Jedi Council. Do you know how many people are on the Jedi Council? I don't. Twelve. Does that number sound familiar? Uh, it does. <laughs> Twelve apostles, right? So, like, a lot of Christians see see that kind of stuff. They're like, hey, George Lucas is injecting Christianity. Is he doing kind of like the Tolkien thing where, you know, it's it's very Christian-based. He's teaching Christianity through, through uh, um, uh, fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but ironically, a lot of people look at it and say, actually, there's more commonalities with Buddhism. There's there's definitely a lot of that in there. A, a lot. And I looked up what a few of them are. One of them is uh, living a life devoid of attachment, mm-hmm. which is very, very similar to kind of like the beliefs of uh, Buddhism to, you know, not be attached. I think even um, even like familial attachments, which kind of the, the Jedi show. And there's a lot of benefit from that. And then we've seen, obviously, in the case of Anakin, some harm that can, can come mm-hmm. from that. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, so the, the whole thing of attachment leading to suffering is like a core tenet of it, Buddhism. It is exactly, and that whole line of like like su- leads to suffering and hate and, and all. Yeah, and like, um, I'm going backwards, I guess, from Yoda's t- uh, quote. It, it is. It's like a key tenet to to Buddhism. Yeah. Um, but even like meditation and mindfulness as a practice, also very key uh, aspect of Buddhism. Um, I mean, there's a ton more. I even read one about um, uh, Tibetan Buddhists who, um, Buddhist lamas who um, have to be selected at very young ages. Again, just like yeah, the Jedi. Yeah. And uh, have to pass certain tests. Oops. Have to pass certain tests to be admitted mm-hmm. in, as, a, um, as a lama there. And more uh, interestingly enough, they, one of the ideas was that they would have to identify possessions of, of previous lamas. Oh, to show that they're the reincarnation? You kind of show just their mindfulness, I guess. Oh, they're, okay. uh, it's, but think of it like the test that Anakin gives yeah. or gets of like identifying the speeder, like using that thing. Like it's very similar, mm. right? Like, can you, you, can you connect to this, um, this higher energy to, yeah. um, to do something that would be perceived as otherworldly almost? 
that one of the ones that stands out to me from the most recent trilogy is about how I think llamas or, or aspiring Tibetan monks do this thing where they'll kind of post up outside of the monastery and through their patience and through their perseverance and through their commitment of just being willing to hang out and wait for an opportunity to be invited in to be trained and to learn and so on. Mm. Eventually like you, you sit outside for days or whatever, and eventually they open up the door and they say, come on in. And wow. that that's kind of like Ray when she's on Ock two with Luke. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, kind of wearing him down, not aggressively, but just with their presence of, I'm not going to go away. I'm willing to make this commitment. Will you teach me? Yeah. That, that, that's a parallel that kind of stands out to me. That's really, that's a cool one. I hadn't, I hadn't heard about that one, but that makes sense. And I'm sure there's, I am definitely no expert on Buddhism other than the fact that growing up, we had a Buddha in our garden. Cool. We actually did. Um, It was like, it was there when we moved in and it was so heavy. We just never like moved it away. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it was just this big stone Buddha. Yeah. Um. But anyway, other, other than that, like I'm definitely no, uh, no theologist or whatever you want to call it on, on Buddhism, but it's just interesting to like research this and see all the parallels that mm -hmm. George Lucas kind of pulled from to say, all right, I like, I like all these aspects and, and I like that people, whether you're Christian, Muslim, Buddhist, like you, you are, inspired by something in star wars and see the connection to your own faith it's yes. kind of cool it's really cool i i like that for myself actually it's really cool uh I, I saw an interview with the dalai lama not too long ago and somebody i think you know he always holds audiences with different people and he answers questions in, in the midst of uh, a lecture or whatever and somebody said something to him about how i i find a lot of the different tenants hard to live out they make mm -hmm. sense to me but following them faithfully is really difficult to do. Well, don't we see that with the Jedi? And so what the Dalai Lama said was, yeah, me too. <laughs> it's hard to meditate. It's hard to be mindful. Yeah. It's hard to not have attachments. Yeah. And that's the point. That's the point is it's sort of this lifelong thing. And it's interesting with the Jedi, how the different points you see them sort of struggle with that stuff. Struggle, yeah. struggle with a little bit of attachment, struggle with, loving and caring about people or a person in particular. Well, Anakin has this really interesting manipulative in some ways way of, of like taking this idea of like attachment being forbidden, but how compassion is encouraged. And if you think about what compassion is, it's, it is, uh, um, you know, on what's the word that he uses? Uh, it, it's love. Um, but it's, it, oh, I'm missing the word. Dang it. Um, but he's he's trying to uh, express like that it's okay to love, yeah. And he's almost like walked his way back around to what he wants mm -hmm. it to be, um, and it to me that's just a, a testament to how difficult it is to follow some of these things. Mm -hmm. You're almost like trying to justify behaviors that you know are against the practices and teachings, yeah. But are carnal or whatever they they kind of follow your uh your natural desires and so you're trying to justify them being okay under you under the um uh, you know under those beliefs yeah so yeah it's it's difficult and anakin's the story of like and the poster child for that dooku is another one right there's there's so many jedi that fall and that we're falling towards the end and leaving ahsoka being one of them she didn't go to the dark side but she was disenchanted by the beliefs 
And so I think one of the things you want to talk about was conversion. Conversion. Right. And maybe deconversion too. And yeah. So go ahead, go ahead and chat about that. <laughs> so unconditional love. That was the word I was looking uh, for. Ah, okay. Anyway. So sweet. Too too late. <laughs> no, it's okay. You you got it in there. Um a, a quote that stood out to me as I was preparing for this episode comes from a writer who I like and just happened to be a pastor. He, he had this great quote that goes, no soul is saved after 20 minutes. And what he was talking about was the process of writing sermons and going up there in the pulpit every week and telling a story and referencing scripture and, and so on. And, and basically saying, nobody's going to come into your house of worship or whatever it might be for the first time. And then 15, 20 minutes into it go, I'm good. Yeah. I'm totally bought in. <laughs> all makes sense to me. Amen. <laughs> and he said, the other thing that stuck with me was that real conversions take a little bit of time, a real change of heart, a change of spirit or whatever it might be. Yeah. And I was thinking about Anakin's conversion mm -hmm. to becoming a Jedi. It's kind of a bumpy road. Very. And it it's not, it's not a fast conversion. And same thing when he goes the other way, when he goes to the dark side, it doesn't happen overnight. A lot of, some people might disagree, <laughs> but yes, you're right. <laughs> it, 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 it happens relatively quickly. Yes. But, <laughs> but there's an internal struggle. I think when we got episode three, we were just like, just like that, yeah. you're dedicated to Palpatine now. Yeah. A minute ago, you're about to strike him down. Well, um, I, but yeah, <laughs> I think some of that setup was there where it, it took a little bit of time. But yeah, yeah, totally. Agreed. So I, I wanted to ask you, are, are there other moments of like conversion, deconversion that you can think of? You just mentioned Ahsoka. I think Ahsoka was the main one that came to mind for me. And I mentioned Dooku as well. Um, but the one I like about Ahsoka, and this one is funny because you say like, yeah, it can't happen in 20 minutes. I, I do think that in some cases, deconversion, while it does take a Maybe long time. Maybe that's the fast one. Yeah. I don't know if it's fast, but I think the, but like it can happen in a heartbeat and it can happen in the heartbeat just the other way around. But like, I, I think, oh gosh, I just thought of a financial example. I'm not going to elaborate on that. Never mind. Um, <laughs> like that's, that would be bad, but no, it, I would like bore people to death with it. But the, the, um, the example I'm thinking of is like, uh, sometimes it is just a moment that snaps you in or out of it. But the conversion really does take a long time. Move, so, so that's moving true. averages is what I was thinking of, by the way. Okay, we can get into that. You know, it's like you can have a real big pop after it takes a long time for the the average to pull up to. Yes, it. that to me is conversion. One one moment <laughs> moving averages is yes. conversion. <laughs> kind of right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's. I just didn't expect to go today. there tonight. I know. Here we are and talking about technical analysis. Um. But that's but that's the idea. It's the fact like you can have one big moment that brings you to a new level, mm -hmm. but in reality, it takes a long time for you to like to change your behaviors to like be fully mm -hmm. committed to it. Um, Tony yeah. Robbins talks about that. He he always says how your life can change in an instant, and everybody knows somebody whose life has changed in an instant. Yeah, and often it's the the bad way, a terrible car accident or something. Oh yeah, ch changes everything about their life, how they see themselves, how they interact with the world. What they're so capable on. of doing, what, how they're they, capable, uh, what they're capable of thinking. Yes. And he says, and, and I've struggled with this one more, that it can happen on the good side too. Like you can decide to have a, a different perspective on things and, and just sort of see the world differently. Better, but until be you build those habits. That's what I think. 
it's not truly cemented yet. It's you pour the cement, it still has to dry. Great way to put it. Okay, that's a better analogy than moving averages. <laughs> I mean, it, <laughs> moving averages worked too. But you got me. Um, but Ahsoka's the other way around. Uh-huh. Ahsoka becomes disenchanted with the Jedi in an instant because she she realizes that she's serving the Jedi, and in a minute when she's she's being framed for a crime that she didn't commit, um, it, it kind of makes everything unravel before her eyes, and she questions everything about the Jedi and everything they're doing. Like she's never really believed in them being warriors and things like that. She just kind of bought into it really quickly, really young, yeah, very young, and. And kind of realized a little bit too late that, oh, this doesn't really seem like what the Jedi are, are really about. Am I am I doing the right thing here? And that's where she leaves. But she doesn't go the path of like a Dooku and say, well, I'm going to then become a Sith. I guess that's the better alternative. She just says, then I'm going to just, frankly, be a good person and use my abilities of, and my connection to the Force for good the way that i know not mm-hmm. to fight she puts off fighting as much as possible yeah she only uses the force if she absolutely has to as we saw in that example of um um uh, tales of the jedi right um but i do love that she like keeps the keeps the connection live like she keeps her abilities really uh attuned yeah um throughout that whole time so anyway she so she took something from it that served her well yeah. And then decided not to have the label anymore, decided not to associate with the organization or the religion and kind of went off in her own direction. And that happens in real life, too. I was just about to say that, that there's the, a lot of people who do that. A lot of people that will take the traditions or the practices or some part that serves them really well, that makes them feel good or makes them a better person or whatever it might be. Yeah. And then decides to leave the rest behind. Yeah. And and in Ahsoka's case, it seems to really sting when somebody calls her a Jedi. And in some of those people in, in real life, in some of their cases, if they say you are a blank, like they, they take that personally too. Mm-hmm. And in, in that particular case, I think that's a great example of a kind of a deconversion. But it seems like. I think there's been a couple in the High Republic where we're getting like sort of these rogue or gray Jedi, yeah, or or these these Jedi like beings who aren't, aren't part of the order or anything like that. And I just think that's that's always been a really interesting place to explore. And I like characters like that, so I, I'd love to get some more of those, whether it be in the High Republic or or wherever else. But yeah, something else I wanted to talk about was as I was thinking about preparing for this episode i kept thinking of the line from the force awakens with harrison ford when he's talking to the other characters the mumbo jumbo line where he says it's true <laughs> all of it yeah the one right before that right before yeah, that mumbo yeah jumbo. yeah, <laughs> yeah. one of the things that i think it's is interesting about religion in our world and in the galaxy of star wars is how a lot of things are i don't want to say reduced i'll put reduced in air quotes to kind of like mythology or storytelling. Mm -hmm. And there's kind of a break between the people who are like, no, this is true. And then the other people who say, no, it's a great story, but it's such a great story that we want to hang on to it and learn from it and have it continue to inspire hope for us and help us kind of point in the right direction of what we should be doing in life. But it's, it's not real. Yeah. And 
how there's that circle always turning of people who are like, I believe it completely. And um, I put it into practice in my life. And then you get to the other side and it's like, well, I, I don't believe it, but I'll, I'll take, I'll take what I need and leave the rest. Yeah. And it's a revelation moment for Finn and Ray and BB eight on, on the millennium Falcon hearing. It is true. It's, yeah. it's it's not just some story that kids tell one another across the galaxy. Well, he's been surrounded by it. But remember the the, the line from New Hope, and I'm, that's I was trying to look it up, like where he says something about hokey religions and yeah, you know, um, yeah, yeah, and, and nothing, uh, you know, uh, he ties it into blaster. Gosh, I, I could just the words are not coming tonight. That's okay. Um, but the uh, do you, you want to do a mime podcast? Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, <laughs> we're on video now, so people would get that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, I'm I'm trying to like say the exact verbatim quote, but you know which one I'm talking about. You know, there, he there goes from be... that to to it's true, all of it, and it takes a while. Back mm-hmm. to the point about like how long conversion takes, right? Yeah. Sorry, uh, interrupted uh, you. No, it's okay. I was going to say that there was a Twitter account that I used to love where it was just a mime, and like a couple of times <laughs> a day, he would tweet just an ellipsis, just tweet dot dot dot. <laughs> You know, somebody had alert set up for that. Yes. Right. And it would get like thousands of likes. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> amazing. And it's probably from all the people with alerts. Probably. Um, excuse me. But but while we're talking about Han Solo, like the fact I like that he eventually gets there. And that's like a good a good ending for con- conversion. Um, think of like all the events that took place. Like he had to witness blowing up the Death Star. And how it was done, oh and how gosh, the yeah. forces, you know, influenced Luke, and then he fell in love with Leia, and when you know she tried to train, started training as a Jedi, um, and then they had Ben, who learned to be a Jedi. Like he was surrounded by it for years mm-hmm. to eventually get to that point where he's like, I used to think it was mumbo jumbo, but it's actually true. Um, but either way, that got me thinking about atheists mm-hmm. in Star Wars. Do you think there's atheists? In Star Wars. Um, Mike Han Solo was. I don't know. I don't know if Han Solo was an atheist. And think about atheists is maybe in this case, it's like towards the force. Oh, okay. A little bit more. It's like the same, same version of like an atheist here. In our... Okay. Because I, I think of atheism as an active non-believer. Of yeah. A that, denier that, or something. Yeah. A denier. That's that. That's not true. So okay, I I think you can see that. I can see Han Solo being a force atheist. Yeah, because he says he says hokey religions. Like he's at least disenchanted with them. Yeah, at he's a minimum. He, he's definitely skeptical, uh, beyond skeptical, I guess. Um, so I th- I think he is. I think you mentioned that some imperial officers seem to be. I think I I said Tarkin, and 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 I don't say Palpatine. Or Vader, no, because they believe in the Force. They 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 are adherents to the Sith religion. Yes, it's just the Sith religion, and the and specifically, you know, the pursuit of power for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And instead of like following the higher power, they, they believe in they believe in destiny. Mm-hmm. They say that word a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, so it's not as much like the will of the Force, but it is like what is yeah, what's your your personal destiny? And destiny is can only be divine. Right, right, right. <laughs> there, there's no way that there can be kind of human-made destiny. We view it as evil because we know the Sith are the bad guys, but in their minds, 
in their heart of hearts, they believe their destinies are, like you said, they're divine. Yeah. So to them, it's it it's just as much true and right and and pure and holy to them as much as it is to the Jedi, just for different intentions. Yeah, and and the true part I think is important. It it seems like both ends of the spectrum believe that they have the like capital T truth. Yeah. And neither of them, I think, can imagine that they're on the bad side, yeah, so to speak. But it, it it is both of them, I think, see something divine and inspired in the force. Yeah. Make making it a religion. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, there there are definitely characters in Star Wars who are uh active force atheists. Yeah. There's the line that Tarkin says though to look to Vader about how he's all that remains of the of that ancient religion. I think that's mm-hmm. the term that he uses. Mm-hmm. Um so he he recognizes the Jedi of uh, as a religion, mm-hmm. which is is interesting. The the word choice there, um, but it's also too that he, he doesn't he doesn't really believe in the Force. He just believes in power, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and like he's a major leader in the Empire, which uh, as we'll talk about in a second with Jedi, the Empire is all about squashing religion. They view and, and specifically because. I think they view the force and the Jedi in the force uh, being a threat to them. A total threat. Absolutely. So any, any religion that uh, connects itself to the force and tries to understand it or follow it or, and, and uh, tap into it to them is a threat. Yeah. So that's part of where my, that's why I kind of use that definition of, of atheism. They're, they're, they're directly opposed to the force. On on a broader level, yeah, but I, I think Tarkin respects Vader and respects what he can do, mm-hmm. and I think he's probably a believer in Vader's power as a tool or weapon for the Empire. Yes, which is a healthy amount of, of power. respect in pursuit of power. So it's it, it's in pursuit of the ends that he thinks are are worthy. So I don't I don't know if I would consider him a Force atheist as much as kind of he's self-serving to a point where he has enough belief in something if it's worthwhile, but, but maybe something that defines atheism is, is, is about self-practice too. Mm-hmm. So what do you personally adhere yourself to every yeah. day? And he's definitely not somebody who I could see being like a Sith cultist. Like if, no, if you think about, Everybody who's kind of in the room at the end of Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> uh, all the people kind of in the stadium stands. I don't see Tarkin hanging out in there. No, no, he's not. <laughs> but some people are. Apparently. Yeah. But I mean, it also, you remember that line from, um, it, was, it was it was Snoke when he was talking about General Hux, mm-hmm. who you might be able to put into that category of Tar- as, with Tarkin as well, um, where he talks about how he's uh, he can be a sharp tool. Like yes. somebody like that can be a, a tool in your hands in Palpatine's hands mm-hmm. to, uh, um, to accomplish something very specific. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think like Palpatine sees the use of, uh, of Tarkin mm-hmm. to accomplish his designs. Yeah. He knows his faults and his, you know, inability to trust or believe in the force, mm-hmm. but he can look past that because the guy is going to go out and conquer worlds for him. Yeah. Right. So 
um, you know, he's useful. That's yeah. all I'm saying. <laughs> that lack of faith is useful. Agreed. Anyway, where do you want to go next? <laughs> atheism. Atheism is a good one. Do you have more on atheism? I thought of other ones. I was trying to think of who else. Uh, and I don't. I, th- I thought of the mods, but I don't think that they would categorize. Remember, the mods are from the Book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones that kind of they they literally modify themselves to become more like droids. Mm-hmm. I guess I thought of that. It's not really atheism because if you tie it to, it's nothing tied to the Force, but just the idea of kind of like Tarkin, like trying to become better than what you are in, in Tarkin's case, he was using technology mm-hmm. in the mods case. They're using technology droids mm-hmm. to augment themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's not atheism. So it doesn't really matter. But I guess I, th- I just thought of that being like really interesting as like a connection. Are you laughing at me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing at it's not an atheism, so it doesn't really matter. But like that's the other one I thought of as an example, but it's not a good one. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Um, I, I think there is something to that about. I think there's something in religion, whether it's in Star Wars or in real life, where it is about kind of transcending yourself and yeah, be- becoming a, a better version. Yeah. And maybe that's just sort of a twist on that. Yeah, it's just. It's not in pursuit of like the force. That was the it's only not thing. in the pursuit of the force. It's a very kind of like worldly version of that. Yeah, that it, it's um, an interesting point that you've brought up. So thank you. We'll we'll leave it there. Yeah. Where do you want to go next? <laughs> Great question. Um, where to next? Didn't you want to talk about like interfaith or integrated religious practices? A, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, let, let's talk about Life Day. Yeah, Life Day. Let's do that. So we were texting about how. It's interesting that Life Day has kind of gone all the way across the galaxy and something that's celebrated way beyond just the Wookiees on Kashyyyk. But it is a religious ceremony based in some type of religious faith that has broader meaning and is something that resonates with a lot of folks across the galaxy. Yeah. And we were talking about Christmas. Yeah. And Kevin Scott bless his heart when he signed my copy of the life day book that I have wrote in there space Christmas (laughs) (laughs) or Christmas in space. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, that, you know, I I think that's obvious to a lot of people that, well, the book is red and green too. The book is red and green. It's kind of snowing and and it it just, it looks very Christmassy. And it's, like we like telling tales at Christmas time, like little stories. We love telling stories, and that's it's a book of stories, right? It's, it's a yeah. So exactly. it's it's something that you would tell um, around the fireplace, eating Christmas cookies or something. Exactly. And life day cookies, life day cookies, cookies with bookies. Yes, I just thought of that now. I love that. That's very good. No, it's terrible. You, anyway. you know what that <laughs> that would be? That would be really good in the Star Wars cookbook that I imagined sure in my head. Go ahead. Called Tatooine Cuisine. <laughs> Did you just come up with that? No. Been sitting on that one for years. Ooh, really? But it's Waiting fine. For the right moment to say it. It's fine. If if you're listening or watching and you want to take that and you want to actually write that book, go for it. I'm just imagining Chris right now in our chats. You know who he always does like the face palm yeah. emoji? He's <laughs> or face the face palm reaction? Yeah. He's doing that to both of our comments right now. Very hard. So page Page 12 of Tatooine Cuisine could be Wookiee Cookies. <laughs> Wookiee Cookies and Tatooine Cuisine. Wow, we need to tweet that. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, there's a lot of parallels to Christmas where yeah. cr Christmas is a, a practice, a holiday that has kind of permeated all different types of cultures where yeah. maybe Christianity was not the predominant uh, religion households where maybe that's not the predominant faith or, or the faith practice of the family, but they brought in a Christmas tree and decorated it and give presents on December 25th and whatever. And then, you know, we, we got further back into it and we were talking about how it's not even necessarily all the symbology isn't even necessarily Christian because it's pre-Christian. Right. It's paganism. It's pagan. Bringing yeah. a tree into your house is something that, you know, folks have done for a long time before, uh, before Christ. Right. So the, these different things evolve. The meaning about them might evolve even a little bit too, but I think the spirit is always the same. Well, yeah. And like with, with Christmas specifically, uh, like you said, it's kind of, it was kind of adopted you know, by Christians to, um, you know, to represent the, at least the time where we celebrate yeah. the birth of, of uh, Christ. Um, but at the same time, I've talked to people who, are of different faiths that are not non-Christian faiths or just non-Christians in general, like, um, you know, not practicing or atheists, whatever they are. So, and some guess what? They some, still observe Christmas. <laughs> some people observe giftmas. Yeah. Some people observe Krishnamas. Krishnamas? Yeah. I've never heard that one, actually. Yeah. Um, or or they. some people still call it Yule. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And... And we, we still use terms like Yuletide cheer, things like yes, that. It's in a Most, song. <laughs> mostly, yeah, mostly in songs and on Christmas yeah. cards, but you know, we don't really say that in normal conversation except for right now. But in this moment, we're using it, and I know what you're saying. Um, but it, it's, uh, yeah, I find it really fascinating that well, even this past one where I was talking to a few people, like, what do you usually do since I know that you're not Christian? And they're like, we still give gifts. Mm -hmm. We still have a tree. Yeah. Right? And it's not like Christians claim that. <laughs> yeah. And so like, okay, we get all that now. Um, and you know, they, they still give gifts and it's, it's because like what happens when they return to school and all their friends got gifts and they did enter something was the kind of the context of it. So think about that in terms of life day. Yeah. And I, I like the Lego special was really good for this. Like, okay. The, the uh, holiday special was what it was and introduced that. Was what it was <laughs> is an understatement. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's so cool. The thought that like, Han Solo, like it's so important to Chewie that Han Solo is racing across the galaxy to get him back to his family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in the Lego special, where they're all coming together, everyone across the galaxy is coming to the Millennium Falcon just so they can celebrate it with some some of their Wookiee friends. Yeah. Right? That's that's like to me, that's that's it's special, right? The fact that they're willing to observe it and and uh be part of the celebration too. Yeah, and, and at its core, it's something that I think is meaningful to everybody across the galaxy. Like I think at, at its core, Life Day is about bringing light into the darkness, yep. reintroducing light and hope and all that good stuff that goes with it, which is very Christmassy. Yeah, there, there's, you know, Christmas kind of falls right around the winter solstice where doesn't feel like at least in our hemisphere doesn't feel like it could be much darker or colder or gloomier and the days are very short our australia friends are like we're we're having a barbecue yep they're doing <laughs> cannonballs into the pool and whatever but yeah. <laughs> um no we're, we're here shivering and kind of hiding inside especially this year is brutally cold this, this year. one yes yes especially around the holidays but the part of the the spirit of christmas is hope renewed yeah and that's something that 
translates and resonates and crosses all sorts of borders and and everything else and faiths and 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 faiths and languages and you name it yeah and so like, like i think there's a really nice parallel there about how certain holidays or practices are kind of universally resonating with different beings all across the galaxy just like some do on earth well i mean again i'm talking about christmas here like it's it, and the holidays in general people change around them and it gets busy and they get stressed and things like the stress of the holidays is real and so you, For you sure. get a sense of that all you have to do is go to the mall but um but you or at least the one around here some malls don't really get much traffic anymore sadly um, yeah but the one near us does yeah um people do a lot of giving yes people volunteer yes people make it a point to talk to their kids about you know some folks are less fortunate than us and so we're yeah. going to go help them out yeah there's a lot of organized events there's a lot of people opening up their wallets and giving their time and whatever else and it's it's really nice and then yeah. we all go back to being scrooge in january but that's a different <laughs> story i mean at least in the northern hemisphere where we have to endure terrible temperatures and mm -hmm. things like that mm -hmm. um yeah so it is interesting your point about like how that permeates cultures and things like that it does that here too like people change their the the way they kind of um handle themselves for just just a little bit yeah and it becomes a very joyous time and it's, it's good for life days like. it's good for all of society yeah it, it's it's really beneficial i think for the world economically too a lot yeah. of retails do retail stores make all their money in q4 yeah <laughs> that's true anyway <laughs> tied to that anyway one more thing I want to chat about, please. Uh, Jetta. Mm. Jetta is fascinating to me because this is this to me was like uh, when when it came out in uh, Rogue One, it was probably the most uh, like overt uh, expression or, or show of religion in Star Wars. Like we knew of the Jedi and we talked about them and the Sith and their practice and everything. But th this really took it to a new level. Mm. Um, because I mean, it is, literally is called the Holy City. City. Mm -hmm. We have a Holy City here too. It's called Jerusalem, or for Islam, it's Mecca. Mm -hmm. Right? There are parallels then to to our universe there. Um, but then they they put all these different religions into that one place, which is very much like like Christianity. You have all these different sects and and uh, divisions amongst Christianity that believe. In a very similar thing, but then you know, in a very different way, or just a slight nuance here and a slight nuance there, right? And that's kind of what Jeddah is. Yeah. Um, so there there were a bunch of them that I some that I found like they have the guardians of the wills, um, and the disciples of the wills. Like, even that is an example of like two almost a very similar name, right? Um, and they have different beliefs, like so the guardians of the wills, they they felt the force and they wanted to follow its will, but they didn't use it and they didn't even believe in using it. So they were mm. again, they're kind of separate from the Jedi in that one specific way that the Jedi use it, right? But the Guardians of the Wills were were very much against that. Um, understand the will of the force and try to follow it, but leave it alone. Um, and then the disciples of the wills were different in that sense. They listened to the force, but they didn't act on it. 
again, just a slight nuance from that even. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. saying like, okay, we're going to listen to it, but we're not going to do anything. Whereas Guardians is like, no, we're going to do something about it, but we're not going to use it. The Jedi are like, you know what? We're going to do all three. <laughs> so little nuances like that. Um, there was a Church of the Force there and Lor Santeca, who is in, um, he's in a few things. He's in the comics, but he was first introduced in, in uh, Force Awakens, um, is a member of that church, the oh. Church of the Force. And their belief is very specific that... Wait, where does um, that come up? Um, I can't remember where. I I mean, I was reading it through some of my research. Okay. Um, and I, I think I, I remember curious. reading it in one of the, the Kylo Ren comic. Ah, okay, cool. I think. Okay, cool. Um, but so that was one place. And, but they their belief is specific that it was around the Jedi Order, that mm. balance in the Force cannot be achieved unless the Jedi Order are there, which is why he's helping the Jedi or helping the the resistance to find the Jedi again, to find Luke. Hmm. Part of his religion and his faith. Very cool. Okay. Um, and then there's a few. Do you remember those characters that were walking around? They're in like these big red robes in um Force or in uh, Rogue One. Yeah. And they had their head like it was like this box thing on their head. Do with we a know very who they are? Slit. So um they're from the Brotherhood of the Beatific Countenance was their names this will sound very uh this might sound very buddhist uh, parallels here um they took a vow of silence oh and them wearing that that vestment uh which kind of sim- has a lot of parallels i guess you could say even to islam like with with like their their robes and everything like covering up um but th- that was all about taking like a vow of silence and and even that, even stripping yourself of your name. That that's a thing in Zen Buddhism. The reason that they wear like black and brown robes is for visual silence. Yeah. Interesting. So when you're all sort of meditating, there's not like flashy colors or people are wearing something sparkly or whatever. You're supposed to have visual silence as well as regular silence. Well, the red is a little flashy. A little bit, but but, but if everybody's but wearing it, yeah, yeah. It sort of it, it doesn't really give your eye anywhere to go. That's totally true. Um, yeah, so uh, that was another one that I thought, you know, just interesting. Again, just slight little nuances here and there. But and then one last thing I found interesting about it is that um, it was a place of place of pilgrimage. Yes. So people would go to Jeddah. It's totally Jerusalem and Mecca, right? Put together to to just kind of explore the ruins and explore the the holy city and find uh, kind of a higher purpose there. Um, and it made me think of Mecca. Like it, it, you know, within Islam, um, mm-hmm. you they commit to going to 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 Mecca at least one time in their lifetime. Yep. And there's if you can't make it, financial obligation, like inability, like you can have a surrogate go for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the idea that, uh, yeah, you you accomplish this pilgrimage at least once in your life, and that I mean that's very similar to what they were trying to establish there with Jeddah mm-hmm. and the pilgrims and. Jin and uh, um, Cassian were disguising themselves as pilgrims when they're going there. Um, so anyway, all very similar parallels to Jerusalem, Mecca, to uh, kind of the idea of all these into, like these faiths that have a lot of similarities, yet little nuances and differences, all located in one area. So hmm. um, found that was really, really interesting stuff. I thought I'd share. Couple of thoughts. Please. <laughs> Something that I, n- I never made the connection with before, but I, I took a, a class in college that was like a, a survey course on Islam. Okay. Which was ended up being one of my favorite classes. The professor was amazing. 
Um, but there, there is something called a jinn, which is like a troublesome, like a little troublemaking type of elf that lives out in the desert in the Muslim world. Okay. And so like sometimes stuff goes wrong around the house and, and people in the Muslim world apparently will say, well, the, you know, the washing machine has gins in it or whatever. Okay. And I wonder if that was like a purposeful connection. But, Jin or so you mean? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um, but a, a more like Englishified or Anglicized word for gin is genie. So oh, okay. Thing. So yeah, some, yeah. some genies will be wish granters, but they've got you know magical powers and they mostly cause trouble. Like like Aladdin? Like uh yeah, like the genie in Aladdin. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Disneyfied. <a bit. laughs> Disneyfied, totally. <laughs> but go, going back to your conversation about like the different angles on the same kind of concepts or the different faiths in Jedi, which I, I think they're going to keep exploring in the High Republic stuff, by the way. And I love it. I think they are, aren't they? Like in the yeah, comics? Yeah. Yeah. In, in third time, I think we're mentioning him tonight, but in the Cavan Scott run of who? Cavan. That's Scott. four. <laughs> nice. Oh. Uh, of the Marvel series of the High Republic phase two, issue four is out now that they're really kind of digging into what's the background of Jeddah, who's there, how are these different groups kind of bumping into each other and so on. And I think it's, I think it's fascinating, but going back to what you're saying about Jerusalem and Mecca, I, I didn't realize, I think until I was in college that Islam, Judaism, Christianity, all have the same God. Yeah. It's all the God of Abraham. Yeah. It, it it all kind of points back to that one place. Yeah. And people think of them as being so different sometimes, no. but they all have the same core foundation. Yeah. Totally different angles on things, debates, whatever, but it's the ultimately like a lot of the force sensitive and force aware folks on Jetta. It's a very similar thing where it's like, we're kind of all gathering around the same concept. Yeah but looking at it from slightly different angles. Yeah. And, and that, that just, maybe this is a good note to end on, right? Um, it kind of shows you at the end of the day, just how, you know, it's totally fine to have those different beliefs and different systems and, and, you know, different ways of kind of practicing your, what you believe. I mean, a lot of religion exists for the purpose of, um, well, I say two purposes, one to, um, you know, to be the best you can be, mm -hmm. right? And kind of figure out what that is. We kind of define that a little differently, but it, it, like to to your point earlier, it all kind of comes back to these same universal principles of yeah. hope and charity and yeah. being kind and stuff like all that stuff. Um, but it's 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 the idea of like continual self improvement, mm -hmm. and the second is pursuit of truth, right? It's it, what is that capital T truth. And, yeah. and trying to understand it. And, um, you know, I, I think even people who are not religious are in pursuit of a lot of those. Absolutely. Right? And, you know, a lot of them may go through science to try to find that, which, by the way, is just another f a way to find truth. <laughs> yeah. Um, so those are like the two main reasons for it. And even in, in Star Wars, like, um, you know, all the religions kind of tie back to that same concept. It's just around the force. Yeah. Right. Um, and, Again, we just talked about with Jeddah, how much they have in common. They may have little differences, but let's celebrate the commonalities between them. Totally. Let's find what brings us closer together than makes us drift further apart. 
I'll stop with that. <laughs> I love it. I anyway. felt that in my heart. You felt that? Yeah. Oh, you have a heart. I do. I do. <laughs> and maybe that's a good note to end on. <laughs> well, I know you wanted to do some names too, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I wanted to talk about, because sometimes, <laughs> what was the example you gave? Sometimes there are names in Star Wars that like a little bit lazy, typically to honor somebody, a real Coleman Trabor. Who's Coleman Trebor? Uh, he's in Attack of the Clones, I believe. Uh huh. He's one of those background Jedi characters in the Coliseum. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, that's Coleman Trebor. Okay. What? What? Robert who? backwards <laughs> is Trebor. So yeah, I just remember seeing that in the, the Star Wars app on a card, and I was like, "That's just Robert." And so I go and <laughs> I go and search who's Robert Coleman. And sure enough, he was attached to Star Wars. I'm forgetting what he did specifically. He's like, I love maybe it. the visual design, uh, it, like something. That that's exactly what I'm thinking. That's exactly what I'm thinking of. I love stuff like that. Or the KT droid. The the KT droid. Yeah, that that one's very sweet. I like that one. But yeah, I like yeah that one. Trevor is just. Come <laughs> on. Um, so I, I was wondering, like, well, what, what would they do with me if if, if I was going to become some background character? in a movie or something. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, what if, what if they took um, my star bros name, Jan solo, <laughs> they would probably just change it to San Yolo. <laughs> San Yolo. Which I thought, oh, that's perfect. Which I thought sounded like, like a Southern California town. Jan for... only lives once. <laughs> Southern California. Yeah, like we just it. we just got a beach house in San Yolo. <laughs> it's the only one on the block. It's the only one. But it's not like it's like a Southern California town for like um Gen Z kids, <laughs> San Yolo. Oh. So that that's what came to my mind today. I like that. Yeah. I thought because your other initial is K, uh -huh. and I thought of TK, like Stormtrooper. I figured you oh, you yeah. would just be JK. I you could would be, be like JK. A different uh a, a different kind of stormtrooper, maybe a scout trooper type. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. JK, add whatever numbers are important to you. Yeah. What's your birthday? 320 or 322. 322? Yeah. JK322. That's a good one. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the the other one that came to mind, it's not, not like a lazy one, but apparently JJ Abrams is a big Beastie Boys fan. Oh, yes. I, I knew that. Yeah. And, and one of the characters who pops up in the sequel trilogy that the Beastie Boys had like a late 90s, early 2000s album called Hello Nasty. Mm -hmm. And his name is Elo Asty. He just cut off, oh, the, yes, he yes. Cut off <laughs> the first letter of each word. I, yes, I remember that one. So so, yeah. so what would what would your lazy Star Wars name I, be? I, I'll just go with the Coleman Trabor and say I'm Nimage Neb. <laughs> I, love it. I love it. I love it. I don't uh, yeah, whatever you want to put after that, before that is like yeah. the full name. Or just call me Nimage Neb and I'm a Gungan. I love it. <laughs> so on behalf of Nimage Neb and San Yolo, thank you for coming to the Church of Star Bros today. Oh, uh, we appreciate you listening. Um, we appreciate you making it this far if you've listened to the whole thing or if you've watched the whole thing. Thanks, Thanks Susan. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... We, we genuinely do appreciate you watching, you listening, you commenting, you interacting with us. We do this just for fun. The more people who interact and and leave reviews and all that great stuff just makes it even more fun for us and hopefully um, just makes for good content for you. But if you'd like to get in contact with us, 
where can people find us? They can find us at the Star Bros Podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. If you want to email us, you can just find us on Twitter at Star Bros Podcast. Uh, also, can, Hive. Yes. At um, Star Bros Podcast. And TikTok. At Star Bros Podcast. Are you doing anything there? I get emails every once in a while. I just repost. Okay. Okay. I just, You're I, our social media guru. Um, I, I don't know how to do the Tic Tac, though. <laughs> the Tic Tac. <laughs> you might not be able to do it for much longer if I hear the, it. If if where I hear TikTok is going goes anywhere, yes, could, so. could, it could be, but that's um, we won't speculate. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, I think that's it, right? And Facebook, and and wherever you listen to podcasts, and that, yes, and the Baraxium YouTube channel. That you got it right out of my mouth. Um, you said thank yous. You said where they can find us. We already said it. Next time we'll be talking about stormtroopers. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that helmet over there. Maybe I'll put it on. For the actual event that'll be fun yeah um and weird and nerdy and cool it's a great combo yeah all those things all those things so we'll talk about that next time yep should be fun um anything else we should leave our listeners i think there's one more thing one more thing yeah is. yes your turn feels weird doing it at your place it does though. feel weird right yeah. you gotta get back on track with that <clears throat> <clears throat> <laughs> It's a wrap! <laughs> <laughs>